Hello and welcome to episode six of the Coaching Manual Show. What position do you want to be? Play from me. Well done, well done. It could be a good tactic for you. Well played. Okay, off you go. Go and do that for me. Go and score with this goal. Okay, so it's great to have you here, Lewis. Thank you Hello. very much for joining us. Thank you very much for the invitation. So how's the UEFA A license going? Uh, so far, so good. Uh, quite um, uh, a bit of, uh, uh, I wouldn't say fear, but uh, like a bit nervous, like to deliver the perfect session. Uh, even knowing that would be impossible to deliver the perfect session, but I'll try to commit least mistakes possible. So, so what kind of challenges <clears throat> have you faced so far with it? Well, the biggest challenge is to um, try to set a session or try to um, show your managing skills or coaching skills uh, with a group of players that you don't really know. Um, uh, we, we never know the ability of the kids. Uh, as we put the session together, we, we sort of having a, some kind of picture how the session will go. Then... Um, as it's not players that we work in daily basis, then the picture <laughs> could go a completely different way. So that is a, question, a case of uh, what could go wrong, you know. So, so it's not flexible, though. Yeah, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, like, being good, because the kids have been putting a massive shift in to stay here for 11 days, through, uh, 11 uh, sessions through the day. So been quite quite tough for the kids as well. Yeah. So you've played at the top end of the game. So now, what excites you about coaching? Um, I think it's like uh, able or still like with the love for the game. Because as I spoke with some players, they don't really like or they stop loving the game. So that's why they retire. Or but yeah, we gotta respect all of that because we you could. You can be, or you you could be, have been a player for twenty years, but then you just like, I'm not having fun anymore. So I just quit, and I don't don't want to be near football anymore. So, but I'm not one of those persons. You know, like uh, I really, I, I really love football. So for me, it's like to stay in the game, to stay, to stay, to stay in the game for as long as I can. So so I, I'm not playing anymore. So, like, to be by the touchline and uh, feel like the smell of the grass, the smell of the changing room, like every morning planning and, you know, worry about, like, the other team, how they play, how they're going to be performing, the team to, to put out to play and all that is all part of the adrenaline that I create for many years playing, then still on me. So I some, somehow I gotta release that, and, and for me to release that yeah. would be coaching. So you still get part of that high through like coaching. That still like reignites what it would have been like to play. Yeah, yeah, it would be like the transition, the yeah. transition like from playing to do what. At the moment, I'm scouting. I'm a senior scout for Arsenal, uh, but uh, for sure that uh, I won't be doing scouting for the rest of my life. I've been enjoying what I've been doing because I'm I'm watching football with a different eyes. When I go to a football match, I'm working, so there is a lot of um, boxes I need to tick. Um, that would 
were different like five, six months ago when I went to a football match. Uh, but for sure, uh, I know that I won't be scout for her because I want to coach, I want to manage. So, yeah. uh, so, but we'll see. But now you're doing coaching <clears throat> for Arsenal. Wenger must have some trust in you. And you were yeah. one of his first signings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one of his first signings. And uh, uh, in that aspect, I can't, I can't complain. Uh, to be honest, like I'm an Arsenal supporter anyway. Uh, uh, I know the Fulham Fulham supporters don't get me wrong, you know, because <laughs> you know I do yeah, like cool. I do like Fulham as well, you know, because I I spent there uh, six and a half years and were brilliant six and a half years, uh, but Arsenal was the team who, who brought me over, so yeah. that's the team I support. Uh, but uh, yeah, the trust the trust I think, um, Wenger and Steve Rowley and Francis they didn't know my skills as a um, scout and uh, as the as the job went up I just applied for it then I passed in the test because I, I had a kind of a test to to see my skills on scouting and they were happy with that so um, me neither I probably wasn't aware of my skills as a scout. <laughs> <laughs> so you're working towards coaching now. So yeah. when you were going through the different clubs that you played at, were you mentally taking notes from the different coaches? Were you learning aspects of what they were delivering to you all the way through your career? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. We, I was, <clears throat> during my playing career, uh, took a little bit of every single manager yeah. I work under and uh, the coaches as well. But uh, of course, that for me, the coach that I think that deliver <clears throat> more, more in terms of every single day really enjoyable and all that was Steve Clark. You know, with, in respect of all the other coaches, you know, not saying that uh, I did enjoy under the other coaches, but uh, what I'm saying is like um, I think Steve Clark was was really uh, he just had an impact straight away finding out and to read, uh, reading the players' minds and uh, his sessions were, were really enjoyable, you know, like kind of, we just want to be at the training ground every day because we know that we're going to have fun, we're going we're gonna to enjoy what we're doing, you know, so, <clears throat> yeah. So, <clears throat> Steve Clark's coaching was something like you aspire to be like. So have you started to develop your own coaching style and like the way you'd like a team to play? I don't even know what is to be a coach, you know. I think like it's when you're in there and you get given a job, then you start learning, then you start creating your your own style. It's true that I've been coaching for three and a half years and I had a break now because I was head coach at Sporting Lisbon last season and uh, since May um, I haven't been coaching and I started scouting in October so what is my style as a coach I don't know philosophy I don't have philosophy you know I believe on daily basis work and as when I look after after the team for me like no one likes to lose but you must learn how to lose you know, and you have to manage when you lose. 
you know, because I don't like to take the um, the consequence of a bad day, a work, home. You know, I don't want to mix up you know, because you gotta you gotta know how to uh, <clears throat> to compare the difference. Like, well, okay, it was a bad day at work, but your family doesn't have to pay for that. You know what I mean? Because and normally the kids are very sensitive and they were the, f- the first ones to feel, you know, because you were your wife, she will take it because she's adult and all that. But the kids, they won't understand that a bad day at work cannot reflect home. I mean, so don't like to lose, but must learn when I lose. What, what, what should be my, my behavior when I lose? You know, so don't have any philosophy. <clears throat> No, don't have any coaching style, and for me, like a coach, to be a coach would be a journey because I don't know what is a coach, what is bad coach, good coach, you know. So just in the process, then just keep learning, 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 learning every single day. Yeah, so you're still at the start of your coaching career, really, aren't you? So you've yeah, got so. a long way to go if you yeah. want to aspire to be like Bengo. Uh, the, the length of the careers they have is quite quite long, isn't it? Yeah, you try to you try to look at uh, uh, role models, you know, like the kids when they play the like role models, like them idols and all that. Um, but don't want to be like any of them because for you to create your own style, yeah, you create your own style daily till you start like reflecting on what has been how your journey's been, if it one year, two years, three years, then you just look at yourself, you know, <clears throat> rewind, watch some some videos, some tapes, you know, yeah. then look at yourself in the mirror, then, <laughs> okay, this, this is me, this is my style, you know, yeah. then you try to, you try, and you keep building your coaching style. So it's very clear to me, you like love football. You had a, yeah. was it 16 years in? 17. 17 years in England. <clears throat> Um, so, how was that transition from uh, playing in the top league to then not playing football at all, and then doing scouting and coaching? Is that transition easy? Do you miss football? <clears throat> no, it's really hard because one thing is when you're planning to to retire, because you start you if you go like okay in two years time I will retire, then you start working towards it. No, not playing much. Then you start doing this, start coaching slow. But for me, that wasn't the, um, the situation. So I did struggle a little bit uh, in terms of um, maintain like my feet on the floor and think like this. This just come to an end or coming to an end. And uh, so, some way I, I just have to accept it. I just had to accept it and. Uh, uh, start like okay just start exercising every morning because I know that it came to an end so in that aspect I was I was really grateful to Kit Simons that he allowed me to to train with Fulham under 21s every single day so I was there going to the training ground and training with Fulham every day not because I was as a, I was hoping to be playing again but um, I maintained um, the smell of the grass and been really active and uh, keep my energy going, you know. So, 
that was good. That was good. Uh, but the transition is is quite hard when you don't. We don't really plan to retire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you are forced to retire. <laughs> forced to retire. Then. Oh, okay. But all right. Uh, I did. I did. Bit managing to get to get over it. And um, or maybe not yet because I still play Sunday football <laughs> back yeah. in Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so if we talk about like playing in a minute, I want to just ask some more general questions, maybe yeah. more typical ones. So, um, like you played at the top level, who were the players that really like stood out to you? Because I've heard that you don't have one favorite player; you have multiple. No, I, I have favorite player that oh, is Figo. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, loads of players that I played with that with a lot of quality you know like because I was in Portugal playing League 2 then suddenly I'm here in England playing with Bergkamp Overmars Ian Wright Tony Adams you know Patrick Vieira Anelka you know was a lot of players then <clears throat> Kanu came along Thierry Henry so loads was then um, when I moved to Southampton, uh, uh, dropped a little bit, then went on trial to Fulham, then uh, started a new, a new, a new chapter in my life, you know, because uh, from being right at the top with Arsenal, coming and come double winners, winning Charity Shield and all that playing Champions League and all that, then go to Southampton and disappear completely from the map. So by the time uh, people let me know that I wasn't part of them plans, now I'm chasing for club and I didn't have any club. Everyone have clubs felt and all that. Then I had to go on trial at Fulham. I had to go on trial with Fulham to France. So then start again recycling all. Then Next minute, I got called up for national team, full national team in Portugal. And now <clears throat> I'm next to my, my idol, Figo, playing with him, you know, all these players like Rui Costa, João Pinto, Nuno Gomes, Pauleta. So, Fernando Couto, Vitor Bahia. So, hey, it's difficult to, to find like <laughs> a second best player. <laughs> you know, so, but the, definitely like. Um, uh, I was really pleased, like, to be able to to play uh, uh, with Figo alongside Figo, you know. So, I mean, for uh, most of us, it's an impossible dream to imagine representing our country playing alongside our best players. You know, how did it feel to like go to the World Cup representing your country? Yeah, definitely. Like, because you, at some stage, when you start reflecting, then you. I got called up for the national team, yeah. So at the moment, when you get called up for national team, at the moment those those are the best players to represent the country, you know. So it's a massive honor because I'm on a group of the best players now to represent my country, you know. Then when they start become an habit, and but you you need to understand and realize that it become a habit. But I can I can follow sleep, but if I follow sleep, someone else come and take my spot. So, mm -hmm. it's another way to drive your, to drive yourself, you know, to be driven to work even harder to maintain your call up. You know, 
I've been collab this month or next month there is another collab I must be there I must work hard to be there I can fall asleep this cannot because I set the standards now I can let it drop so it's the way this is the only way that I managed to to be there from 2001 that was my debut 25th of April till 9th of June 2009 something like that oh, yeah. yeah so yeah so when you started off you were in an academy right yeah like I started with nine years old playing futsal yeah. Then move to sport. Then move to the local club. Then move yeah. to Sporting Lisbon. Then two years later got released. <clears throat> went to play in another club for three years. Then went back to Sporting Lisbon. So, yeah. what advice would you give to a ten-year-old boy that's in an academy like Southampton at the moment? I, I think like it's important that we need to understand if the boy is having fun, boy or girl. Because ten years old, we 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 cannot we cannot invest a lot of. We have to invest time on these kids, but we need to find out if he's enjoying it. Because um, at the moment I live in Portugal, but I see so much effort that or effort. I don't know if I can call that effort because or uh, pressure more pressure I would say more pressure because the parents put on the kids sometimes the kids they don't even they like they don't even like worry you know they they have some talent but they're not li- really worry about football and the parents are so driven on that that my kids gotta be a football player you know and because I believe that if the kid one day decide that he doesn't want to play football anymore then the disappoint the the parents disappointed will be bigger than the kid, you know, and that is is really worried though because I think we should we should invest we should help the 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 boy develop his skills, and but we need to find out if he's enjoying what he's doing because with ten years old it's too early to put such amount of pressure the kid to be a football player because he can have skills in all this fair enough but. We don't want to, to like, squeeze the kids, you know, yeah. to the maximum of his ability. You know, we want to get the most of him, but we need to be careful. You know, the pathway we take with him. Oh. I'm gonna put you on the spot now. Yeah. Okay. So each week we ask our audience to. We ask them a question, basically, mm-hmm. and they tweet us, they respond, they email us in their answers. So normally the questions vary from who's your favourite coach, what's something we'd like to know in terms of like, well, what do you think about um, possession, what do you think about uh, lineups, anything mm-hmm. really, or formations, okay. yeah. or how do you think we can change grassroots football, that kind of thing. But I was wondering if you had a question... You'd like to ask the audience? Uh, I'd ask the audience what do they think it looks like a professional or Premier League changing room? So that was what, what do, do they, they think, think that the looks Premier League changing, changing room, room looks like? Yeah. In terms of 
what goes on, what's said. What's... Yes, yeah. Okay. It's a good question because I have no idea myself. So yeah. <laughs> I guess it varies from changing room to changing room, but... But it's that it's that yeah. it's that general public's perception of what goes on yeah. in the dressing room because Lewis obviously knows what goes on at the top level in the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it. you know it, it's the stuff around football as well. You know, people have got to realise that these guys have dedicated their whole lives to mm. to staying at the top level, to be an international player for eight, nine, ten years, to play in the Champions League, to be selected in a World Cup squad. That doesn't happen just because you're talented. I think. We need, we need to, as a player, we need to realize straight away what's good, what's bad. Doesn't mean that we're gonna be accurate, you know, hundred percent that what's good, what's bad. But for sure, we are adults and we have the perception of what's good, what's bad. For me, you know, so I think my mother, we need to be. We need to be aware, and the kids need to be aware as well. Perfect. Yeah, well, I know you've got football to play, so I don't no. want to hold you off any longer. <laughs> okay. Uh, but thank you for joining us. Thank uh, you. Thank you very much. Pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thank All you. Right. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. What position do you want to be? Play from me. Well done, well done. It could be a good target for you. Well played. Okay, off you go. Go and do that for me. Go and score with this goal.